0: This is the Friday, February 11th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. And usually Mike Clay is with me on Fridays, but him and his beautiful family are celebrating uh, a much deserved week off in, uh, in Disney. So Tyler Fulgham is joining me here on this podcast and we are going to come at you in two angles. Number one, let's be honest, Tyler, like, you know, we've talked about the Super Bowl uh, at nauseum, right? On this podcast, we've given a ton of plays, but we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about the novelty bets that you can make. So we're going to spend some time talking about those. And of course, we'll end with some NBA bets for you heading into your Friday night. So uh, first and foremost, let's go with the coin toss, right? It's 50-50, heads, tails, minus 105. Tyler, is there a side here that I I, I lean towards heads? It's just because I've played sports my whole life. When the, when the coin flip happens, I'm typically, I've been a captain many, many, many times in my life. I just say heads. Is there a side here that you're on that you feel... It's going to land on?
1: Yeah, my name starts with a T, so I generally um, default to Tails. Tails never fails. I believe in the 55 Super Bowls played thus far, we've seen Tails land 29 times and heads land 26 times. So uh, uh, Tails has been uh, the uh, more profitable side, just barely in this 50-50 proposition. So I'll go with Tails uh, since it never fails.
0: (laughs) And you're a poet. I bet you didn't even know it. <laughs> so, so, so Tyler's going tails. I'm going heads. Again, it's minus 105 either side. And no pun intended, it's the flip of a coin. Uh, the Gatorade color is always fun for me. Now, I did a deep dive into this, Tyler. And so- This is fascinating. You know, I've
1: seen your notes for this, Anita. And <laughs> this is uh, some fascinating <laughs> sleuthing you've done here.
0: So so again, like, like I'm on- If you've been listening to me on the podcast, if you've been watching us on Daily Wager, you know that I'm all over Cincinnati, even to the point where I don't even know if you noticed yesterday, Tyler, but like my fingernails, I painted them orange. So uh, (laughs) I'm wearing orange fingernail paint for this week and for Sunday. So uh, because I'm on the Bengals, I did a deep dive into what might be their color of Gatorade on their sideline. And Zach Taylor, head coach, Um, he's already had a Gatorade bathtub after his first ever win with the Bengals. And that was clear. Marvin Lewis was, had a, a Gatorade dump and that was clear as well. And also there's photographs of Joe Burrow drinking on the sideline of the Bengals and he, whatever he's drinking is clear. So clear, clear, clear to me, I'm going with clear especially since I think the Bengals are going to win. So, and you can get that at plus 450. Do you have a Gatorade color of choice?
1: I, I didn't, but far be it from me to follow anything but the incredible investigative work that you've done. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, uh, what the Rams, I watch every Rams. I can't remember the last time Sean McVay got a, um, a Gatorade bath. Um, I'm trying to remember maybe in the NFC championship game in 2018 in New Orleans, I was there, but I don't think he, I don't know if he got hit with it or not. And I don't know what color the Rams drink, even though I'm a Rams fan. So, um, I'll just go with clear and you seem to have it nailed if it is the Bengals who win. Uh, And who knows, maybe the Rams are also a team that drinks clear as well. So uh, I'll just ride with clear here, Uh, regardless of who wins. I I trust your work there. I know you got one side cover and it's a 50-50 proposition for for the Rams side. So I'll go with clear. Sure, why not?
0: Fantastic. Jersey number of the first time TD score. Now you could go over under 23 and a half. I'm going under here for a number of reasons. And we've talked about this a lot on Daily Wager, and that is The Society Bengals, they start slow both offensively and defensively. I do believe the Rams get on the board first. Um, You've got the Rams and Sean McVay who are one of the best in the business in regard to their first series and their first scripted 15 to 16 to 18 plays. So I do believe they score a touchdown first. And that very well could either go to Odell Beckham Jr. who wears the number three or Cooper Cup who wears the number 10. So I'm going under 23 and a half as the jersey number worn for the first touchdown TD score, and you get that at minus 140. Do you have a play here?
1: Uh, well, I, I'll throw some other names out there. Cam Akers, of course, is number 23. If it is a Cincinnati Bengal and Jamar Chase scores first, he is number one. Um, if it is Van Jefferson, he is number 12. Um, so the, if Joe Burrow or Matt Sna- Stafford sneaks it in, they are both a uh, single digit jersey. So I think you do have a lot of high end players on the under 23 and a half side. The biggest concerns on the other side are Joe Mixon who's 28 T Higgins, who is 85 and maybe Kendall Blanton, I mean, I don't think Tyler Higby is going to play in this game, but Blanton would be, you know, the fourth or fifth option. Um, so, yeah, I do think you, you have a strong bet there with the under. If I played that, I'd be under 23 and a half as well, because even though you expect the Rams to score first, there are still some primary scorers on the Bengals side, namely Jamar Chase, that are under 23 and a half that uh, could give you good value.
0: I love it. I love it. The MVP. Who's the MVP going to thank first? Again, (laughs) I believe that the Bengals are going to win. So I'm going with Joe Burrow as my MVP. And his daddy taught him to do what he does best, and that's to play football, baby. So I'm going to believe that he's going to thank his family first because I don't think he'd be here if it wasn't for the fact that his father is a, a, a coach and he grew up with that tutelage So I'm going Burrow to win the MVP. Therefore, he's going to thank his family first at eight to one. What do you have here, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I I think uh, teammates are going to be the uh, first thanked. Um, We have on both sides, we have a bunch of guys that are not really me first guys. Even Odell Beckham, you think of him as a me first guy. He has been at all stops in his career loved by the teammates in the locker room. Maybe the coaches, the media, the fans, the owners don't love him for whatever reason, but find a teammate who says something bad about Odell Beckham from his time in New York, his time in Cleveland. And now, especially with the Rams, especially here, he's found peers where he fits in because he's not the biggest star. Every other place he was at, he was the biggest star. He's not that with the Rams. There's guys like Ramsey, Stafford, Cup, Donald, Von Miller, who know what it's like to be the biggest fish in a fishbowl. And then if the Rams do win, if it's Matthew Stafford, if it's Cooper Cup, if it's Aaron Donald, if it's Von Miller, if it's Odell Beckham Jr., if it's Cam Akers, maybe Cam Akers might thank his doctors and his trainers first for the miraculous Achilles recovery. But uh, especially if the Rams win, I think this Rams team is – One of the things that's being undersold about them and and value that is hard to quantify is how much they like each other um, as teammates. And you think they've built this all-star team, and there's these big personalities. For whatever reason, it fits the culture that Sean McVay has there. So um, I'm going to go with teammates, and maybe that's me foreshadowing or hoping that I think my Rams or want my Rams to win this game. So I definitely think it's more likely to come from a Rams player that the teammates are thanked first. But I imagine no matter who it is, if it's a if it's a Ram player. First thing I say is, I couldn't have gotten this trophy without my teammates because that's a refrain I hear oftentimes when I listen to Rams post game uh, immediately afterwards on the field. Well,
0: it's Super Bowl Sunday, which means squares come into play, whether it's in your own home. And this year, a mil over what? What are they anticipating? 30 billion, 32 billion people will be able to <laughs> wager on the squares. My final score is cincinnati 27 rams 24 so i'm going Bengals seven rams four and you could get that at 22 to one is nice. there a square that you are eyeing yeah for the final score
1: yeah i hope i get rams one bangles three and that would be a um 75 to 1 payout for Rams 1, Bengals 3. And here here is what I'm thinking. I like this as an over game. So I'm thinking Rams 31, Bengals 23. But you can also have the Bengals win the game 23 to 21. You could have the Rams also win the game 21 to 13 if it becomes a defensive struggle which, you know, got to give credit to the Bengals defense the way they played. And of course, no one would be shocked if the Rams defense uh, plays very well with the star power they have there. So I have some outs that are, you know, the three is what's giving me the value because it's not a four or seven, a zero or a one. But, um, you know, that's if, you get into a spot where you go for an extra po- miss an extra point, or you go for a two point conversion, or you just bang through, you know, three or four Evan McPherson field goals, which is very possible. Uh, that three for the Bengals is where I'm getting the value. And I can find some ways in which it's a winner and a loser, depending on uh, the way the game uh, script plays out.
0: Uh, two final yes or nos. I want to tee up for us. Uh, and that is, does a field goal kick hit an upright? <laughs> yes or no. Um, yes, you can get it four to one. No is minus 550. And is there going to be an octopus in the game? And folks out there might be like, what is she talking about? What's an octopus? An octopus is where, um, let's just say, Cooper Cup scores a touchdown, and then the Rams turn around and go for a two-point conversion, and Cooper Cup is the recipient of the recipient of the two-point conversion. Uh, so it's the one it's the one player who scores a touchdown and gets the two point play could be could be a quarterback as well The a quarterback runs in the two point play as well a yes is 14 to 1 you know me tyler we've yeah I,
1: for, I know where you're going
0: <laughs> we've been working together for a hot second now like like i'm gonna throw I'm, just a little bit of coin not a lot but i'm gonna throw a little bit of coin on both these first for yes why not anything could happen it's the super bowl
1: I got to admit, I did not know the term octopus and the fact that there had been 169 octopi in the history of the game since the two point conversion was introduced until I saw it in your notes this morning. Um, I'll pass on that one, but I love that you are always involved in the weird and wacky novelty props there. Uh, So I I would say uh, no, but it's just too much juice there. Uh, The only way to bet it is the over or is the yes, pardon me, and I'll let you handle that, Anita, as are. Lord and savior prop queen.
0: (laughs) I I would love to get into some halftime show prop bets, but as we know, uh, those are all on offshore accounts. So uh, no bueno uh, in our business, uh, as we like to say here, Uh, but let's end strong in regard to some uh, NBA plays for tonight. It is Friday heading in Uh, tee them up for me, Tyler, tell me all the NBA plays you're on.
1: Yeah, I got two that, I like tonight and uh, the first is the under and the Hawks-Spurs game. The game's in Atlanta, so that's why I'm going under. If the game was in San Antonio, you know me if you've uh, listened to me all season long. That's an auto overplay when San Antonio's in their home gym. Uh, for whatever reason, they just are not as fast and not as prolific offensively on the road. Um, and after trading away, a guy like Derek white, who's a good offensive player. Um, this team might be kind of, uh, a little suspect down the stretch on the offensive end. So it's a really high total of two thirty-two and a half. and a half. Obviously you think of DeJounte Murray and Trey young and some of the offensive players, but I think this is just a little bit too high. Uh, and it's inflated by the fact that San Antonio is such an over team at home and they're an under team on the road. So going under in Atlanta with Hawks and Spurs, two and a half. I'm going to go over, though, in a game that has a, a comically large total of 240 and a half. I'm not going to go over with the total, but I'm going to go over 41 and a half points, assist and rebounds for DeMar DeRozan, who is just out on an absolute heater. And uh, the last game he played against Charlotte, there was a high total of 236 and a half. And DeRozan delivered another 33 points you know, seven rebounds and five assists type of game. He went well over it with 45 par. And that has been his average, 45 par the last 12 games he's played. And most of that has been due to the fact that he's averaging better than 32 points per game. So uh, he's right at like 32, 33 points per game, six rebounds, six and a half assists. So I'm going to go DeRozan over 41 and a half par because he's been on an absolute heater with some of those bodies missing. And the fact that we have a game environment where the total is set at 240 and a half, this is one's expected to be played at a fast and furious pace.
0: Yeah. So uh, just to piggyback on that one, uh, I'm with you. I do like the Bulls in this matchup just because the T-Wolves, um, they've got a lot of injuries in, in regard to a number of their players. And as you said, you can't stop DeRozan, Zach Levine as well. Um, I know that the Bulls struggling defensively with no ball in Caruso. So I'm with you on the over. So that's how I'm playing that one. Again, the Bulls minus four. I do like the over as well. Um, I, uh, in, in regard to uh, the Spurs-Atlanta game, the prop that I like there is uh, DeJounte Murray, who you mentioned, because of no Derek White, I think his playing time is going to increase big time. This is an opportunity yep. for the Spurs right now to really uh, work in, see what they've got with some of the young talent, and get ready for next season. So I like over 21 and a half points for Murray. Also, I like over 40 and a half par for Murray as well. I'm going to play both of those. And uh, and last but not least, uh, I, I like the Cavs tonight, minus six against the Pacers. No Sabonis, so they're not going to have an opportunity to really dominate in the paint in regard to rebounding. And the Cavs, um, they've won and covered their last three games, Indy, uh, lost a, a lot of players uh, as well uh, in, in regard to the trade, and they're dealing with some injuries. So, again, just to recap, Cavs minus six against Indy. I like the player prop, Murray over points and par. Also, I'm on the Bulls minus four, and I'm with you with the Bulls over. Well, I like the Bulls over. You like DeRozan. You like the, the prop bet over with the par as well for him at 49.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, one more that I do love, and I'm waiting for this to to land. This might be – Foreshadowing, this is why you listen to the podcast on Daily Wager. This might be my best bet, and that's Bones, Busy Bones Highland tonight. No, uh, <laughs> no, no more is for Denver. He's out because of the concussion. So uh, Bones, Busy Bones should get like over 20 minutes, uh, maybe 25. He's averaging 22 points, six rebounds, and three assists. So I'm waiting to see uh, what, what his prop bets are going to come out at. And I'm leaning towards the over. I think he's going to have a busy, busy night tonight as well. So, Bones Highland, keep an eye on those prop bets, and we'll see what happens when they land. But again, anything over, you know, if they if they're around 18, 19 and a half points, I'm going to take the over. If they're anywhere between, you know, three and a half to four and a half rebounds, I'm going to take the over as well. So, any final thoughts before we sign off, Tyler?
1: No, that is, uh, that's it. I am excited, obviously, for our Sunday morning show on Daily Wager. It's 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. The whole squad's going to be there, and obviously we're just going to be flat breaking down how to bet the Super Bowl from every which angle possible. Um, so really looking forward to that. Saturday off, going to play some golf to get the mind right uh, and get ready for uh, Sunday's big game.
0: Oh, I'm so jelly. I'm so jelly. Anyway, uh, yeah, we went a little bit over 10 minutes, but, uh, but, you know, giving you, again, some novelty bets heading into Sunday as well as some good NBA plays for tonight. So please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the podcast. It helps us out tremendously. And, of course, we'll talk to you guys next week.